Thanks for joining me on this journey to building authority online and sharing your message with a world who desperately needs to hear it. I'm your host, Valerie Morris, and I am excited to share today's interview with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by the book, We're All Ears. This is your guide to building influence, impact, and success online in a noisy world. This book is unique because I included experts' knowledge as well as things that I've learned along the way to help give you the tools you need to get your message out there. Without further ado, let's dig in. Hey there, and thanks so much for joining me. I think you are going to get a lot out of today's interview. I'm so excited. I've got Crystal Covington, a good friend of mine here in Denver, and um, she's started a few projects, one of which is Women of Denver. I know she's done a lot of other great projects as well, but um, we're going to be spending a little bit of time on Women of Denver. Crystal, why don't you tell us and our listeners a little bit about what are you an expert in? What do people most know you for in the world? And uh, tell us a little bit about Women of Denver. Hey, um, so people know me for a couple different things. So I've been a marketer my entire life. So there's people that only know me for marketing and my PR work. And then there's people who know me only for Women of Denver. And it's funny, some most people know me for one or the other and not both. <laughs> um, but I have... Um, been in the marketing field for a long time and with my organization women of denver i started it um, when i moved to to the community and needed to build a network for myself and really needed something special that had the elements of personal development and connection and i never really saw myself building a networking group especially as an introvert and um but it ended up being one of the best things i've ever done and i'll be able to share through this um, discussion a little bit more about why that was so. That's great. That's so great. So tell me a little bit about how the idea of Women of Denver began um, and your motivation for building up something like this. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started here this interview just about how I might have been there for the first time you voiced this idea like out into the world. Um, tell us a little bit about like just the seeds of this idea. The seeds of this idea were simply lonely woman um, at home wishing she had some friends. I mean, it's the funniest thing. And I, I can't just go and make friends in the normal sense, of course. I have to make it a project. <laughs> <laughs> I had to develop something. So it needed to be structured. I don't make friends easily. Um, I was going to work. And the funny thing, there's this funny story where I had, I have all this research, you know, where I know what influences people to connect and how people are drawn to each other. And I did silly things at work to try to make friends, like hang out in the break room with a red dress on to try to start conversations. Because of course, a woman in a red dress in the, in the break room is going to get attention. Um, <laughs> But starting Women of Denver was the best way to make friends. And then I had this sub goal of developing me too. So it's like I had seen myself at work and I was doing these really cool things. And I wanted to just know, and I didn't, I don't think I was conscious of this, but I also needed to know that I could be a leader outside of this corporate office where they had positioned me in this way. And it was me also trying to create something where I can see how can I lead and what is my voice. And I had started doing trainings at work and getting good at facilitating. And so I put that facilitation skill and that passion for training 
into women of Denver as well. And so when we first started, it was just this women sitting around a table thing where we would talk about these topics. And the first, the very first one was super deep. It was about our limiting beliefs. Um, how bold of me to make that the first event really. But that's what I was into at the moment where I had just found out, oh my gosh, there's these stories we tell ourselves that we believe that hold us back. You guys, we have to discuss this. And so I had brought like a tool that I had learned about of how to combat limiting beliefs and all that kind of thing and, and sat around a table with strangers basically to talk about it. And it was the best moment. And my husband and my dad came with me. Um, my dad afterwards, he was so, it was so sweet. He looked at me as he was walking up the stairs to my condo, which was up three flights of stairs. And he does not, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stairs in, in Denver from Michigan. <laughs> So he's like slowly going up the stairs and he turns around and looks at me and he says, you know, I didn't know that you were a leader. And I was like, really? I'm a leader? <laughs> it means so much more coming from your dad. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. So it was really cool. So it was a creation based off of my personal need to connect and it evolved based on the needs of the group. So as it grew, it needed to change. It had to become more workshop based we had to start going from these little coffee shops to traditional workshop spaces and classrooms and then we had to evolve to give members what they needed which is to create this ecosystem that they wanted where they could promote themselves as well and really start building their brands yeah yeah and it's fun i i i've told you this a couple times but i just think it's really fun to have seen it from this just idea to gosh, like about a month ago or so, I was at one of your events and there were, I think a couple hundred people at it. Um, and most of the room I did not know. So that was a really cool yeah. thing to just see how um, things are kind of melding together. And what was cool was that there were a lot of people in the corporate space that were showing up for your event. It wasn't just the solopreneur or the small business owner. It was it was melding the entrepreneurial and the corporate communities together, which I think was really neat. So, yeah. Um, so share, share with us a little bit about, you know, what is the, what is women of Denver? Like how do different people um, get attracted to your community? What, what are the different pieces and parts that people are finding most value in? People are drawn to us for, I think three different reasons. And one of the first reasons is people new to the Denver is a place where a lot of people are either transplants or maybe they've been here for a long time, but somehow still became disconnected. Mm. Um, so most people come. The number one reason is because they feel disconnected and lonely and they want to find a space where they can find other women like themselves, similarly to why I started the organization in the first place. Um, a second reason people come is because they want to develop. Um, a lot of women, um, people in general, I feel like the reason people network is because they need something. You need to learn something, you need to get something from other people, or you need um, to experience something new. And a lot, of, a lot of people are either starting new businesses, starting new jobs, trying to figure out where they're headed next in their lives. And I'll see people kind of join and um, 
you see them grow. I, I watch them go through this growth cycle um, where I, I get to hear them. So I talk to a lot of the people um, when they call in for a membership chat. And granted, there's so many people coming through our group. I don't know most people, 90% of the people I do not know. Mm. But I remember a lot of people after their chats because sometimes we get deep because I will pull a little bit to figure out what are you really looking for? Because I need to know that to know how do I make sure that my group is giving people what they need and how do I make sure that you get what you're looking for when you come here? So I'll ask them deeper questions and find out, you know, this person is unhappy with their job. They're trying, they don't know where to go next, or this person is starting a new business. They feel lost. They need to just be around people that are doing the same thing or whatever it is that they're changing in their life and they need support during those transitions. And so I find a lot of people come to the community as they're going through a transition so that they can get that, get supported through it. And then the last reason people come, which, um, is probably more the entrepreneurial folks is to really promote themselves. So they want to get opportunities to speak. They want to take advantage of the member features and things like that, or get featured in the magazine and they get the chance to really showcase themselves in that way. And one of the things that I believe in, cause I know there's um, I've been to basically every other group almost. And some of them don't um, allow their members to speak specifically because they don't want jealousy or competition. And for our group, we prioritize our members to speak because we want them to get to know each other that way. It's really the best way for people to get to know you is when you're showcasing yourself, you're speaking, you're writing, you're presenting your views and thoughts for others. And um, so we prioritize that and giving people that opportunity. So they'll come to us so that they can have the chance to be, be featured in that way. Gotcha. So obviously you've got a lot of different people in this group, um, and people from multiple different angles, like you're saying, some people that are just trying to figure out what their next step is. Other people like they've got their own brand. They're, they're really trying to push. Um, some people are in the, probably in the nonprofit space. How have you seen individual members grow as a result of being involved in this tribe that you've kind of nurtured and started? There's, oh, it's so fun when, and I usually get these stories at the quarterly party where someone, so we have a quarterly event that a lot of people come to, the one you said felt like hundreds of people, and technically there, there are, um, but they'll come up to me like they'll chase me down because they want to make sure I hear their story and it's like somebody was um so for at the last one there was someone who came to me and she basically said she had been trying to figure out um the next step in her career and so she'd been coming to events and basically just telling everyone that would listen about what she was going through in her career to try to get as many people's opinion as possible. She said she took the sum of what she learned from talking to those women and she made a big career change and it's been successful for her. And that was huge for me because she kept, she came to every event for about three months straight and I hadn't seen her in years. So she was one of our initial uh, members 
and she, you know, she lives far out. So she would, you know, she just said, oh, okay, I really like your group, but I'm not going to come right now because it's so far away. And because she's up in the mountains. Okay. And then she started coming every, every week. We have events a lot. So she came like every week for months. And then I didn't see her again. And then she came to the quarterly party and she says, everything changed. Mm -hmm. um, because the group just made that much of an impact for her. And just being around those women. Um, I've seen women get raises at work because they've come to training programs and figured out, oh my gosh, all I have to do is change how I'm asking and I can do this. And they've instantly gotten raises. I've seen people build their entire practices. Um, one specifically, I was actually going to this person's practice. She's a, um, a wellness practitioner. And every time I went to her office, there were people from our group in her office. Really? I was like, well, let me, yes. I was almost embarrassed at first. I, I go to stuff, you know, when I go to like a wellness thing, I'm not going looking nice. I look like a mess. You know, I'm wearing comfy clothes. I don't put on makeup. <laughs> and I'm walking in going, why every time I come here, are there members in here? I need to stop coming in here and looking ratty. <laughs> But, oh my goodness. Yeah. Gosh, you can't ever check off. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, but she had really attracted a lot of our members and it was funny cause I felt like she only came once in a while, but she must've made an impact. But wow. just seeing those things and then members supporting each other. Um, I remember the very first time I saw members host a joint event. So four members came together um, they, they were four different types of practitioners. They were all business owners and they came together to host an event to bring in um, customers, kind of like their own little expo. And they hosted a little mini expo for themselves and to help each other be able to get access to more people. And that's the kind of thing that helps everybody lift each other up and have new opportunities. So I'm watching these people help each other in really intentional ways and then come in and get transformations of whatever it is that they were looking for. Mm, wow. That's amazing. How fun. Like you've just got to have the most fun job here. Yeah, it's exciting. It's one of those things where um, I, I, I never know my impact until somebody tells me. And so I'm really grateful when people tell me about those things so I can know that everything that I'm doing is helpful. Yeah. Wow. So now how you've built up this tribe, it's got a, a virtual community. Obviously most of the members somehow are connecting on social media afterwards. You've got a Facebook group that I'm part of that I see some things and then you've got all these in-person events. So you've built up this tribe that's both in-person and digital. Um, how are you seeing people leveraging the group in whatever aspect, digital or, on, or in person, to really grow and build their own personal brand or their career? I think the collaboration piece is how they're able to do that the most. Mm. So people will reach out to each other. And as far as most of, I feel like most of the deepest connections happen in person. But I see a lot of people who they can't come to a lot of live events because they're not close, but they're still building great relationships because they're active and they reach out to people on a personal level. So we had a Facebook group and then we 
the challenges with Facebook group because people would complain. People tell me everything that they have challenges with. So it's good and bad. People tell me their, their positive stories, but then I always get a lot of feedback of what they're struggling with. And people actually had a tough time with Facebook because when you try to send uh, a message directly to someone in Facebook, you get blocked because they have to accept you. You're in this weird Facebook messenger abyss sometimes. Yeah. And so they felt like they couldn't get personal with these people and find them. And some of them don't feel comfortable using Facebook for business. Um, the LinkedIn group was blah. No one, I think because LinkedIn doesn't give you good notifications, no one uses it. It's just, it's just there. Yeah. Um, so we created this other online network that's just a few months in the making, but I've seen people start having more success with it. And so they're starting to be able to connect one-on-one -on -one with each other because that's the stuff that makes the difference is when they can message each other personally. So being able to find each other and create those relationships. And then I see them, they, you know, they have these opportunities to kind of pitch each other, have one-on-one -on -one conversations, meet separately and build new opportunities for one another. So I see these women being on each other's podcasts. I see these women speaking at each other's events. I see them, you know, hosting joint events and it kind of becomes this ecosystem of being able to feature each other. We're featuring our members, but then they are featuring each other as well. And so they join an ecosystem of support that uplifts their brands. Um, but the biggest thing I believe about branding is just being able to be visible to as many people um, in a way that showcases your expertise. So just being there on a regular basis and telling them what you do and who you are in whatever form or fashion is what matters the most. So whether you're having conversations and you're talking to people about that, or when someone makes a comment in a, in a group or something and you're, you're there helping them, like somebody asks a career question, you can see the career coaches popping in and saying, hey, um, this is how you can do this. this is, these are some resources. And it gives them the chance to continue to brand themselves more. So even just doing things like that, like commenting um, by sharing your expertise, sharing resources, tagging things is super helpful. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, a, a group like this, you've probably had a few growing pains. There's probably still some growing pains and challenges that you encounter um, as, the, as the facilitator of a group like this. But um, what do you think, what do you see are some of the challenges just even as a member or someone that's part of, of any group, what, what are some of the challenges that come up with being a part of a community like this, where you're actively investing and building relationships? I think challenges come across with any human interaction. So it's just whatever happens with any relationships. You might find people you don't like. You could come to an event and you don't enjoy the speaker. <laughs> right. But for the most part, it's just normal human relationships. I haven't seen a lot of challenges except for there was one major challenge in these whole, what, four years um, where someone had a, a trademark conflict where they had met someone and that person started using their key terms. I guess they thought it, it sounded like the other person felt innocently that she could just start using it. Like it, but it was the other person's key phrase. And I was like, oh no, 
I didn't know these things happened. <laughs> I freaked out and everybody was calling legal people and it ended up being fine. It all ended fine. But it's just those interactions. You just never know how people are going to behave. So I can't, you can't predict that. Well, and you um, can't control that either. I mean, no facilitator, <laughs> you can only do so much. So right. Um, Gosh, that's got to be an awkward position, but yeah. Oh man. <sighs> it's great. But the positives are that, you know, people for the most part, most people are having an amazing experience. Most people are finding great relationships and connecting and most people are out there to help and support one another and not to take, even in that situation, that person was not, um, ill meaning. She just, didn't understand trademarks and that you can't just start using someone's key phrases like that. Um, and, you know, for me, I feel like it's been the most beautiful professional development I could have ever had. I didn't even realize how much I could develop in this, in this, in this role. And then it's giving me the chance to, to learn a lot because I'm there for every event. So when everybody else is learning, I'm learning too. So I get to go to every workshop and, and take it all in. So even some of the stuff that I do for marketing and PR, I learned it through Women of Denver. So mm -hmm. going to, I remember the first time somebody came and taught a PR class and I mastered it um, because I had a vacation right afterwards. And I was like, oh, I should be doing this PR stuff. And that's how I got into PR professionally because of a woman. Yeah. Because wow. of a speaker at a Women of Denver event. And I was like, oh, this is easier than I thought. And she was really good. Um, and then learning to sell from the stage and things like that, I learned that through um, a, a member who had invited me to a conference. And she gave me a free ticket because she was sponsoring. And I attended the conference and I learned tools for speaking well and then for selling from the stage and that actually ended up being the key to um, helping my membership continue to grow because for the most part most memberships are sold from the stage or from a video or something and I had to learn the language to be able to do that mm -hmm. um, so that ended up being transformational to me and then not to mention all of these thousands of people now know who I am. So I've been given opportunities to speak, to be paid to speak, to, you know, be featured in lots of different things. Um, I've been in um, the local business journal and Forbes, and I just had my biggest speaking engagement. Well, not a speaking engagement, but I was a moderator. I was able to interview a, a celebrity on stage in front of 3000 people. Um, for an organization that I already supported donation-wise. It's a nonprofit that I really, really love. And it was an amazing experience. And I got that experience because I had been supporting them through Women of Denver and they got to, the person that recommended me had seen me speak at one of our events where I had invited them for a free booth to promote their nonprofit. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So great opportunities. Yeah. Come, great opportunities come from um, creating community. Oh, I love that. I feel like that's, that's going to be a tweet one of these days <laughs> when I promote this episode. Um, that's so great. So what, um, ultimately when we're talking about getting our message out, I think everyone has, 
a greater purpose behind what they're doing um, and greater impact that they hope they will make. What impact do you hope women of Denver and this community that you've built makes on the local community in the world? The impact I hope to make is really just to make, to help these, the women that are participating to feel like they're uplifted, to feel like they have a community of support and to get the tools they need to be able to get. And I know it sounds shallow when I say it sometimes to me, I don't, I still haven't wrapped my, even my own soul around the concept of being comfortable with wanting money and, and things like that. But I really want, because one of the things that I struggled with and learned a lot about was um, that I was being underpaid and I did, I do this thing where I pretend I don't need or want money when I understand that it makes a big difference in the, mm -hmm. uh, our ability to make an impact and do the things that we need to do in the world. Yeah. So I really want to change that culture and really help to create this um, community of women that supports each other to be successful both internally and just knowing ourselves, loving ourselves and being amazing humans and financially and being, you know, badass women who make good money and, you know, are able to do great things, build great things because of what we've been able to accomplish. I love that. Oh, I love that. And I love that like you're starting local and it's just this trickle effect. Like you're saying you walk into the room and Sometimes you don't know all the people that are at the events, but somehow they're hearing about you uh, and they're hearing about your group. So that's amazing. I love seeing that. Um, so just to kind of wrap up here, I always like to ask my guests because you have such great insight and you've been trying out things that have worked or haven't worked. And so you have some insights that other people may not have. What advice would you give someone who is trying to get out there and build authority and become a thought leader in their niche online? Um, be consistent. The, the consistency and regularity is what's most important for people to see you all the time and to see you in your expertise. Um, I also will say that give it time. People are all often looking for these quick wins that aren't real. It takes time to truly build a strong and powerful brand that gets you the results that you want. A really great brand, people are going to find you and ask you how they can pay you. People are going to find you and ask you how they can feature you. And that's an amazing benefit, but it does take effort and continuous visibility. Continuous visibility. I like that. I haven't heard anyone phrase it that way, but that's, that's a great, great way to, to think about it. So I couldn't agree more with the consistency and I love that continuous visibility. So thank you so much. So Crystal, before we sign off, where can people find you and find Women of Denver if they want to get a feel for what you guys are doing and how they can get involved? They can find me at crystalcovington.com, crystal with a K, and women of Denver at thewomenofdenver.com. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us today and, um, and for sharing just this amazing amount of wisdom. Thank you.